Welcome to the Dash Mindset Podcast. I'm Sherry Ziedenbergen. You were born, you're gonna die, and your adventure is your dash in between. So make the most of it. Unlock your potential in all aspects of your dash by embracing your uniqueness and living in a way that's authentic to you. Not by doing more things, but by focusing on the right things. I'm a former corporate leader turned coach who's on my own journey, and I'm passionate about helping you on your journey too. So on the podcast, we'll explore how to live authentically by deciphering who you truly are and what you truly want. Are you ready to take a step toward designing your dash? Someday doesn't actually exist. So let's do it now. Hello, welcome to the Dash Mindset Podcast. This is Sherry Z. Today, I'm going to talk about freedom, which is a bit ironic because we had a ton of snow this week. It's our third snow day. School's canceled and I'm feeling a little trapped. And I've been having some 2020 flashbacks. I like being home, but I'm not someone who prefers being home. You know how some people actually love it and would love nothing more than to be home for several days at a time. I'm not one of those people. And I recognize the irony in that. So freedom, let's talk about that. I'm going to start with a question for you. What comes up for you when you think about freedom? Just pause for a moment and think about that. What immediately comes to mind for you? Maybe it's leaving the house because you've had snow days all week. Or for my brother, for instance, it's likely far different because he retired from the Air Force and also because he lives in Tennessee now and doesn't even have snow. But for you, is it winning the lottery, quitting your job, drinking pina coladas on the beach or a beverage of some sort on the beach? Is it simply doing what you want when you want? That's the way I used to think about it. Not the part about sitting on a beach because I'm not particularly beachy, but just doing what I wanted when I wanted. That's how I would have described freedom at one point in my life. And that's what a lot of us say, right? But what does that actually mean? I used to think about it from an autonomy standpoint. I used to think about autonomy a lot. I mean, that specific word, because I used to think about it primarily from a work standpoint, when I thought about what type of a role I wanted, autonomy was always top of mind for me. So I knew that autonomy at work was particularly important to me. I knew I didn't want someone hovering over me, telling me what to do and how to do it. But it's bigger than that, right? So when you think about it from an overall, from an overall life standpoint, when you think about doing what you want, when you want, what's the what that you really want? It's a question most people really struggle to answer when asked. And I realized it's a lot more than not having someone hovering over you at work. It's more than just doing what we want when we want. And one day it hit me. I was sharing a funny memory with some friends and I thought, oh my gosh, this is the image of freedom I want to have in my mind. So I'm going to share it with you. And if you have kiddos with you right now, you may just want to keep listening later. Just put put this on pause, listen later. I'm not getting super offensive here or anything, no F-bombs, but you know, just fewer questions to be answered for your kiddos, okay? So here's my story. So several years ago, I was driving down the interstate, just driving along, doing my thing. There were some motorcyclists in the lane next to me. No big deal. But then I notice one of the motorcyclists is a woman whose boobs are flopping in the wind, Okay, just flopping (laughs) freely. No bra, nothing, just flopping. The wind has her shirt 
pushed up to her neck and her boobs are just out there, one on each side, as free as free can be, as free as boobs can be. And just so you can really see it, she was a little older. I'm not going to specify the age at this point because really I have no concept of age anymore. I know she wasn't 20. I know she wasn't particularly perky and, you know, gravity had done its thing. Okay. And they weren't at all restrained, just flopping in the wind. And it's seriously one of my favorite memories ever. Not because I'm interested in seeing other women's boobs, but because it was hysterical for one and because she was just living her best life. She had zero concern about anything really. I mean, she's just riding her motorcycle free as free could be. And this was back before we had cameras on our phones. It it may have even been before I had a cell phone. Otherwise, I probably would have tried to take a picture and I don't know, made postcards out of it or something, or actually probably just never looked at it again because that's generally what happens with my pictures. But I don't know. Can you see it? This is how I encourage you to think about freedom. Okay. So what is your version of letting boobs flop in the wind as you drive a motorcycle down the interstate. And by the way, she wasn't wearing a helmet either. Just So just to add, I want you to have the full picture in mind here. So think about what that could look like for you. What's your version of boob slapping in the wind? And let's rethink this whole freedom thing. Think about that. Have that image in your mind. It's probably scarred in there now. And let's rethink this whole freedom thing. So freedom is really about doing your own thing, right? And letting go of a bunch of stuff. It's letting go of the things that limit us, like bras, for instance, or any beliefs that limit us. And we have a lot of limiting beliefs. We all have a bunch of them. They served a purpose of some sort at some point. They protected us at one point. But later in life, they actually limit us instead. They're usually negative, They're usually not even our own beliefs. They're thoughts we were conditioned to believe were true based on other people's beliefs. And beliefs are simply acceptance that something is true. They're our brain's habit of trusting that something is true, having confidence that something is true. They're our thought patterns. So for example, you might have the belief that you really need to work hard to be successful. Um, Maybe your belief is money is the root of all evil or people who have lots of money are bad or something like, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert, I'm shy, I always make mistakes, Uh, sharing my needs is selfish, I'm a born leader, maybe your belief is my worth is determined by my achievements. I know that particular one has been one of mine. And so we have these core beliefs that shape us and our beliefs, our thoughts lead us to feel a certain way. And our feelings guide our actions and results. So our thoughts are really the starting point for everything. This is actually something I talk about in episode 10. So if you haven't listened to that one, I would really encourage you to do so, but it all kind of ties together. So back to limiting beliefs and how they relate to doing what we want to do when we want to do it. Limiting beliefs aren't even ours. So we need to get rid of them to do what we truly want when we want, right? So something that really affirmed this for me was the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And you may have heard of it. Maybe you've even read it. And if you haven't, I encourage you to. And I know 
You may be thinking, yeah, I'll just add that to my list, Sherry. I don't have anything else going on, right? But it's a quick read with some great takeaways. And I won't focus on all of the key points today, but I want to share a few. So he refers to our conditioning, to how we take on other people's beliefs as the domestication of humans, which I think is a fantastic way to put it. So domestication begins when we're born. We begin to believe certain things due to repetition and due to the fear of being punished, being rejected, not getting rewarded, not being enough. It's just what our brains do, right? We're focused on other people's beliefs and demands growing up because we're kids. We're little people who lack authority. As much control as we want, we really don't have that much at that point. So as time goes on, we realize there's not much of a point in trying to do things our way. And we begin to have fear and feel unsafe when we do anything that challenges others' beliefs. And so we slowly take these beliefs on as our own. And we develop this image of perfection in our minds. Now, of course, no one ever actually meets any standard of perfection that we've created in our mind. So we never meet the standard of perfection we hold ourselves against. So then even as adults, although no one is there to punish us, we judge ourselves. We're programmed to beat ourselves up. We devalue ourselves and we self-reject. We don't need anyone to do it for us. We're already feeling frustrated. We're already feeling inauthentic and dishonest. We're already feeling like, you know, we're already shooting on ourselves. And so we might feel shame or guilt as a result of that because we're trying to hold ourselves against the standard of perfection that we've developed in our minds based on beliefs we've taken on from other people. And as a result, we suffer. And then on top of that, we judge others against our image of perfection too. And of course, they fall short. So then we're frustrated with other people too. So this image of perfection we create in our minds is what prevents us from accepting ourselves the way we are. And it prevents us from accepting others the way they are too. So I've realized freedom isn't just doing what we want when we want. It's about claiming our personal power. It's claiming our power to be who we truly are and who we're meant to be. That sounds pretty big, right? But truly, what is more freeing than that? It doesn't mean you have to quit your job, sell everything you own, live in a VW camper, unless that's what you really want to do, of course. But what if you just started small and asked yourself that question? What is it that I truly want? And if that seems too big, start with, what do I truly want in this moment? It seems like it should be a simple question to answer in some ways, right? But it's one of the hardest questions for most of us to answer. For one reason, we don't really consider what we want or who we are. We're busy going through the motions of life. And and back to our beliefs, we don't even recognize what beliefs are truly our own and which ones are from other people. If we do have some sense of what we truly want, we might dismiss it because we're afraid it won't work. We're afraid of being disappointed. We might be embarrassed a lot of the negative thoughts I mentioned earlier come up, right? So we think it will make life easier to do what we believe we should do and be who we believe we should be and compare ourselves to the image of perfection we've created instead, which is the impossible image we've conjured up in our minds that's causing us disappointment, embarrassment, all the negative emotions already, right? So if that's the case, why not shoot for what we really want instead and figure out what that is? 
it's already hard. We're stuck in this vicious cycle and already feeling negative. So what do we truly have to lose? We think what we're doing now is easier, but it actually makes it more complicated than it needs to be when we're not being who we're really truly meant to be. Because it's like swimming upstream. It's like living the life of a salmon, except that salmon are actually supposed to I think they're supposed to swim upstream, right? I I don't remember. I'm not a salmon expert. (laughs) That's the one thing I know about salmon other than they're delicious, but they're supposed to swim upstream from what I understand. And we're not. So we get stuck in this cycle of not really considering what we truly want. We just get stuck in this vicious cycle. So a mini example of this, of not really knowing what we want is, let's let's say you're having one of those days when you're just moving nonstop, okay? Probably any typical day, right? Think about how you feel throughout that kind of a day. Now, think about one of those typical days when you've had something canceled last minute. Maybe it's a meeting, maybe it's basketball practice for your kiddo, whatever it was, it was canceled unexpectedly. And suddenly you had a chance to do something you truly wanted to do. Have you ever experienced that? And your immediate reaction was just pure joy, pure excitement. And part of you might have even felt a little bit guilty about it because, oh gosh, I, you know, this was going to help somebody else out. Or, and then you thought, oh my gosh, now I have a chance to, to do what I've been wanting to do. But then a minute later, you think, wait, what the hell do I do? And you're not even sure what to do. And suddenly it's time for your next meeting. That's how we often fill our life, right? Our life consists of these moments. And who we are in those moments is who we are every day, every week, every month in our life, because our life consists of moments. And so I want to read a couple pages from the four agreements that I really think pulls pulls this whole concept together. So using your imagination and your new eyes of perception, I want you to see yourself living a new life, a new dream, a life where you don't need to justify your existence and you are free to be who you really are. Imagine that you have permission to be happy and to really enjoy your life. Your life is free of conflict with yourself and with others. Imagine living your life without fear of expressing your dreams. You know what you want, what you don't want, and when you want it. You are free to change your life the way you really want to. You are not afraid to ask for what you need to say yes or no to anything or anyone. Imagine living your life without the fear of being judged by others. You no longer rule your behavior according to what others may think about you. You are no longer responsible for anyone's opinion. You have no need to control anyone and no one controls you either. Imagine living your life without judging others. You can easily forgive others and let go of any judgments that you have. You don't have the need to be right and you don't need to make anyone else wrong. You respect yourself and everyone else and they respect you in return. Imagine living without the fear of loving and not being loved. You are no longer afraid to be rejected and you don't have the need to be accepted. You can say, I love you with no shame or justification. You can walk in the world with your heart completely open and not be afraid to be hurt. Imagine living your life without being afraid to take a risk and to explore life. You are not afraid to lose anything. You are not afraid to be alive in the world and you are not afraid to die. Imagine that you love yourself just the way you are. You love your body just the way it is and you love your emotions just the way they are you know that you are perfect just as you are. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that great? Just think about that. Would, what that would be like and think about what you might be experiencing in your life right now and how it might be different. Okay, so now what? <laughs> I'm telling you, your beliefs aren't even your own. 
you're limited. You're limiting yourself. You don't even know what you want. I read this beautiful scenario of what freedom could look like and ask you to consider if it's what you're experiencing now, which it might not be. It's super helpful, right? So I have a takeaway for you. Here's the takeaway. I want you to consider the way you feel as you're experiencing life, as you're experiencing each moment in life. And I want you to trust the way you feel to guide you. So often we look at at it from a logic standpoint. And if it seems logical, we do it, right? I mean, that in itself seems logical, right? I love logic. I do. But logic has gotten me stuck on so many occasions. An example of this is when I first started my coaching business. I knew I could coach. I knew it's what I loved. It was what energized me. It was what I wanted to do. But I had never even sold Girl Scout cookies. And so starting my own business and trying to sell my coaching was just something that was completely unfamiliar to me. So I just started by doing what I was told to do. And I started doing what had worked for other coaches, which seemed logical to me. But some of the things I was doing felt gross, not just uncomfortable because it was new and unfamiliar. There were some specific things that just felt gross in an ew way. (laughs) And then a different coach shared some profound words with me. She said, if it feels gross, don't do it. Well, now that seems logical, doesn't it? And so those are words I've considered ever since because I just stopped doing those things that felt gross. And I started doing things my way that felt more aligned with who I was. I was still using some of the tactics, but not all of them, not the ew, gross ones. And that's what I encourage you to do too. If it feels gross, don't do it. If something feels gross, ask yourself, does this feel ew, gross, or just uncomfortable, unfamiliar? Because I've never done it before, gross. You might use different words than that. Maybe gross, you know, maybe ew, gross isn't your word or your sound. I I don't even know what that is, but... Really, it's something to think about because ew, gross is a sign that you're out of congruence with who you truly are and you're out of congruence with your values, likely your core values, which I was, I absolutely was. So if it feels gross, think about that. Here's another example. If something feels draining, consider how you feel and what it is that's draining you. So for many years, I utilized some of the same skills doing work I was good at and that matched my background and my experience. Even though using those skills sucked the life out of me, which is somewhat of an exaggeration, but using them was draining, but it seemed logical for me to use them because they aligned with my background. I was good at them and I couldn't even see it because it seemed so rational for me to be doing what I was doing. But then when I stepped back and considered what I actually enjoyed, what skills actually energized me, there were several things I didn't want to do anymore. And it was just one of those things that was really hard for me to see on my own. Again, because so much of it seemed logical for me to keep doing, right? Um, Here's another example of something that drains us, that drains a lot of us. So not just using particular skills, but there are a lot of things that drain us, but I'm just going to share some examples. So Did you know that worrying has no benefit to anyone, (laughs) not just the worrier, but the people who are being worried about? So no matter how much you worry, 
the person you're worried about is not positively impacted in any way. Worrying has no positive impact on the situation you're worried about. It has no impact, has no positive impact on the person you're worried about. In fact, if you're worrying about a particular situation, it might actually increase the chances of something negative arising. And that's a whole other topic. We might get to a different day, but just for now, just know worrying is draining and benefits no one. So when you start feeling drained, think about that. Am I just worrying? What's the impact it's having, if anything, right? Because when you're feeling drained, you're not operating in accordance with who you truly are. And so you're limiting yourself. So that's that's another example of what drains a lot of us and it limits us. It prevents us from having the freedom we want. Okay, another example of something that drains us and something that we often don't even recognize as draining is when we focus on trying to change someone else. So let's just step back and think about that. How does that usually go for us when we're trying to change somebody else? Do people usually say, yes, I agree. I'm going to do just what you're recommending I do. Usually not, right? They usually don't do what we want them to do because they have their own beliefs. They have their own stuff going on, right? But we keep trying, don't we? So going back to the fact that we all have this image of perfection in our mind that we've created, and we're not only comparing ourselves to that image of perfection, we're comparing others to that image of perfection too. No one meets it, so we're beating ourselves up. And then we're trying to change other people. We make it so exhausting. We overcomplicate our lives. And again, similar to worrying, no one benefits. Unless you happen to be trying to change something about someone who's asking for it. Well, even then, they might not, they still might not change, right? And then we take it on our on ourselves. We make it our responsibility. We end up limiting ourselves. It's just, it's exhausting. So here, here's an example. So as a parent, we're always trying to do this, right? And you know, obviously that is part of the role of being a parent, but sometimes it's a matter of really thinking through, okay, okay, am I really just trying to be right? Is my child's safety on the line here? You know, are they really in the line of danger or do I just really want them to do what I want to do? So this is, you know, this is something I'm questioning every day, but yesterday is an example of this. So, so yesterday, the boys are going out to the bus because they actually did have school yesterday. It was late, but they did have school. My 12-year-old puts Crocs on just before walking out of the bus. You know those shoes? They're like sandals that you wear in summer. Some people wear them in summer. They have holes in them. Okay. We had gotten 11 inches of snow the day before. So I said, hey, buddy, you might want to wear boots. We just had a snowstorm. It's winter. 11 inches of snow out there. I mean, he knew we had been out. The day before, we were shoveling <laughs> the sidewalk. Nope. Okay. So, I mean, I had to step back and really think, okay, this this is really dumb in my mind, but I'm not the one wearing cracks out in the snow. So he starts walking out to the bus, like, okay, I, I don't think he's going to die. It's fine. He starts walking out to the bus wearing cracks. And not only is he walking to the bus, but he's, walk, he's choosing to walk through the yard. So a couple minutes later, he walks back in and he said, I think I'll put my boots on. Great. Okay. So he puts his boots on and I say, hey, buddy, you might want to walk down the driveway that's that's plowed rather than walking through the yard because, you know, again, we had 11 inches of snow. Made him, you know, allowed him to make his decision. 
he walks through the yard. And so I'm watching out the window and it's just painful to watch because he's trudging through the yard. You know, he can barely get his his little legs out of the snow. At one point, he's tipping over. (laughs) I don't even know if he was wearing gloves, but it was just painful to watch because he's kind of tipping over. He gets to the end finally, and he takes one of his boots out. He's standing, trying to balance, right? And he's getting the snow that's out of his boot. You know, he's shaking it out because, you know, it was 11 inches of snow and his boots aren't 12 inches tall. It's so painful to watch. but. Sometimes we get so caught up in these things. And I had to remind myself, hey, not my choice. He has to make this choice on his own. I can't take ownership for all of his decisions because it's draining. And then it limits me, right? And and if I'm taking ownership of all his decisions, it's just more of my stuff that I'm putting on him. So when we take on other people's stuff, we're putting our beliefs onto them not allowing them to develop their own, and we're limiting ourselves because we're not even spending enough time considering our own stuff. So when we're drained, we're, we're draining other people too. We're not being who we truly are and, and who we're meant to be. So think about how you're feeling throughout the day. Are you feeling you gross? If that's the case, think about it. Why do you feel gross? Are you feeling drained? Think about that. What specifically is draining you? Is it worrying? Is it that you're focused on changing someone else's decisions, changing the way someone else is living their life? Because it's never as productive as it seems to be in our mind, right? Or you might be drained from something you're going through or something that you don't that you don't enjoy. You just don't enjoy it and it's hard to see. So I'm not suggesting you quit parenting. I'm not suggesting, you know, you start buying your kids cigarettes. And then just making them, you know, letting them make their decisions on their own. I'm not suggesting you quit your job because there are some things you don't like about it. Just notice. That's the starting point. Because to experience true freedom, the freedom we discussed today, it requires noticing where you are. It requires recognizing when you're not acting in alignment with who you truly are. It requires considering what you truly want, perhaps moment by moment. And maybe it helps to visualize a motorcycle with a woman with her flopping boobs and think about how she felt in that moment. Maybe, you know, during the weekday, she was a CEO or a fourth grade teacher. You know, maybe that's what she did during the week. I don't know. But at that moment, she was a grown adult who didn't ask for permission and just decided what she wanted to do. At least it was a starting point. It wasn't harming anyone. I mean, I guess it was distracting and could have caused an accident, but it wasn't directly harming me physically. (laughs) So think about that for you. What is freedom to you? What if you experienced more freedom starting right now, this very moment? I still have my own work to do on this. You know, I'm a work in progress, working on it every day. I do know I'm. you won't be seeing me riding a motorcycle with my boobs flapping. I know that and you're welcome, but it's something I'm still figuring out. What does freedom really look like for me? And if sharing some of my experiences benefits you in any way and it helps you take fewer years to figure it out on your own, I'm really hoping that helps. So even better. So I want you to know that I am going to be starting a new 
mental fitness habit building course on, I'm looking at the calendar right now, February 5th. So if that's something that interests you, if you are interested in figuring out your own brain and releasing some of those limiting thoughts and having more positive thoughts, which are going to allow you to make better decisions, it's really going to act as the compass for your life. It's going to allow you to make better decisions. It's going to allow you to have more happiness, less negativity in your life. You're going to release some of your judgment of other people so you don't take on ownership of all that stuff that's really not helping anybody anyway. Let me know because I will share with you some of the details. And they're on my site as well at the-mindset.com. But I'm really excited about the next groups that are going to be going through and really helping more people with this. I also have some testimonials from um, the last groups and it's just a lot of fun. Really is transformational, really powerful information. It's about incorporating some, it's almost like mini, mini meditations that you can incorporate throughout your day. So you don't have to, you know, become a monk or move to, I don't know, Tibet or anything. You can just incorporate them throughout your day. So let me know. I'm at the-mindset.com. You can investigate there and reach out to me anytime. Thank you so much again for being here today. And I will see you in a couple weeks. Have a great one. Thanks so much for listening to the Dash Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Tell your friends and leave us a review. Follow me on my social media platforms highlighted in the show notes and get in touch with me at the-mindset.com. Share the topics you'd like me to explore in future episodes. Thanks again for listening to the Dash Mindset Podcast. We'll see you next time. Design and differentiate your Dash, your way, and make today amazing.